I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives. As ever, I'm here with my fellow funeral follower, Sam Hammond, also known as at Vomcruise Sam. How are you? Living La Vida Lockdown. How are you, mate? <laughs> Very good. Especially as we had to redo that intro, so I've now heard Living La Vida Lockdown <laughs> twice. It was funny the second time. <laughs> it, was, it was funny I both to say times. It in a different tone. Uh, we want to hear from you guys at home about any weird funeral stories. Uh, at pod, it's your funeral Instagram or pod, it's your funeral at gmail.com is our email. That's pod, it's your funeral at gmail.com. But you've already heard him. Our guest today is writer and journalist Tom Usher. How are you, Tom? Hi, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Thank you Hi, for Tom. giving us a line in our intro. Uh, not <laughs> many uh, guests are brave enough to break into our well-formed and heavily scripted intros. It's because I'm a fucking pro, that's why. Damn and right. I'm drinking wine out of a mug. A kind mug. Of that? A mug of wine. Uh, what wine is it? What kind of wine is oh, that? I just yeah. got it from Sainsbury's. It looked like the swankiest one. It looks posh, yeah. It does look posh. Apparently the thing is you do, the how you know it's good is you put your finger at the bottom like that. You finger uh, it? You finger it, literally. And the more easier it is to finger, the nicer the wine is. Uh, that can't be true. It's true. Well, I like if it from you, my girlfriend, she's like your... a, she was working in a Michelin star restaurant and it's apparently the deeper the hole. Yeah. <laughs> so he means the little kind of indentation hole at the bottom of the bottle, yeah. basically. Yeah. And the better you can grip that or the easier it is. Okay, so how much was that bottle of wine then? I uh, I think it was about 15 Really? Nice. That's pretty good for Sainsbury's. I was as living the Vida lockdown. I you was, know that we're not giving any expenses for this <laughs> podcast, right? No, That's quite just, an expensive bottle I was of wine. Just well excited because um, of the really, cause of the excitement. Anyway, Tom, we're in lockdown two. What have you been up to? How have you been? Uh, um, well, this one I've been doing a lot less drugs and uh, <laughs> drinking a lot less. Why? Because well, the first one was almost like basically yeah, you pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> The first one was actually just a bit of like a sledgehammer to my brain, and I think it was to everyone's, and mm. so no one really understood what the fuck was going on. So, and it was just so fucking sunny for some reason. The minute it locked down, it just went into turbo sunshine. So we were just getting wrecked. I was just getting wrecked mm. for a couple of months, and good, then that, that stopped because I was obviously going a bit mad in, inside um, doing that. And then, yeah, I think for the second one, I've just been like, actually, it's quite cold and brutal. And the reality of the future looks quite bleak. So I'm just going to be as sober as possible until today with my giant mug of mm. red wine. And, it? and does, uh, sorry, Sam, but does sun, does sun breed uh, drug intake as well? Uh, I think traditionally in the summer, you just get on it a lot when mm. it's sunny. It's just easier. But obviously mm. in the cold, it just feels like a lot more 
it just feels like there's no it feels just a lot more bleak when you're having a come down and it's gray and relentless mm. and horrible and cold that's not nice but so when you have a come down and it's mm. sunny it's like you know what i'm basically i'm basically back to normal straight back in vitamin d is just ripping me a new one i know what you mean but the vaccine's on the horizon it seems so yeah. maybe you can start getting cunted again yeah and if it's cold you just just warm up your cocaine in the microwave <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, well yeah i mean the vaccine thing is uh i'm just going to be boshing lines of vaccine basically that's going to be me <laughs> yeah, you know? boshing lines of vaccine in the club and just front left shout out to dolly nuts. parton she's uh she's funding, yeah. Isn't she? yeah yeah so fucking love dolly in the Love. words of uh, David Brent, not just a pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Tom, tell us a little bit uh, about what our audience might have seen you on. You've done a lot of work on Vice. You had a show called Challenge Man. Yeah, so basically I uh, started interning at Vice and I think they c figured out pretty early on that I just would be up for doing any horrible shit um, for the sake of content. So that's basically what I was doing, eating lots of weird shit, doing lots of weird, embarrassing, humiliating things. Um, and then from there, yeah, I started getting into, they started being like, let's do a show. So it took a while, but it's just called Challenge Man. Um, go around Britain, uh, challenging weirdos to weird stuff, um, like eating nettles, kicking shins. I saw the shin kicking one. It was really good. Yeah. So he just battered me, really brutally battered me. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. But um, So is this then, kind of a, a modern version of um, Jackass and Dirty Sanchez? Kind yeah, of yeah. I guess it is that. I mean, uh, basically, I, I wanted to do more of them. And I actually did record one episode, lockdown drinking episode with a famous YouTuber. But that hasn't been released yet. Um, it's taken a while. But I think I'm now just going to start my own YouTube channel where I'm just going to yeah, do yeah, and eat loads of weird stuff. I think that's the way to go. Definitely do it. And uh, if only I knew someone who'd produced YouTube channels for uh, <laughs> companies. Oh, that's me. Feel free to give me a job at any time. Sam, I will, go on. I, I, I was reading something about Nile Rogers, and when he was doing like a lot more than the recommended daily allowance of cocaine, yeah for months on end. What is the recommended daily allowance, by the way? What is the RDA? I percentage? reckon it's about. Half Coke. a gram a day, I reckon you can oh, get away with yeah, without yeah. early death. Um, when has a cocaine person ever done half a gram? <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, we're just talking about the recommended allowance. But anyway, <laughs> he he, um, he died and was revived about five times. He just kept because he just kept doing coke, and every time he woke up, he'd do more coke. But yeah. I was thinking you could do an extreme version of Challenge Man, try to beat his record, get Vice to pay for the coke. Of how many times I get revived? Died and revived. I mean, it yeah, depends how far it. you're willing to go for your art, I guess. Well, but yeah. I mean, that's that's always the limit. I'm, that's always the horizon I'm trying to r run towards, you know? how Just how far am I basically coming close to death? Yeah. To, to At the very least, you'll get like... For a couple of clicks. you get like, I don't know, an ounce of coke off Vice. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say anything... Um, about what Vice will and won't pay for, but yeah, they, they they don't think they'll pay for coke. But, actually. but in your but in your monthly pay packet, it just so happens to include um, uh, the thought of a format where you try and get revived from death. Uh, segues perfectly into this uh, podcast subject. It's your funeral. Uh, nice. What is your uh, funeral experience, Tom? Uh, what as in? What would it? You can answer that as as you will. It's a it's a weird thing with I've I've it's a weird thing with uh, funerals and stuff because I never really thought about my funeral as such. I think um, I, I I never really thought about that. But I guess what I have thought about is death or lot or how people would react to your death. I think you get like a lot of stuff where you always kind of daydream. You'd be like, what if I did die, and then who would? do what and how sad would everyone be mm. and how sad would my girlfriend be and how sad would my mum be and would everyone 
How, what would the posts on Twitter and uh, and Facebook look like? I bet they'd be really nice. I wish I could see them, but then I'd be dead. So that's what I think about a lot in mm. terms of death. Like it's a weird thing because I guess the whole thing about death is that you still want to be alive to get all the great notifications you'd get. Do you believe in the afterlife? <laughs> um, Do you believe in life after death? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a weird thing. People obviously have loads of uh, spooky times when they die. And I think the thing is, is that what's basically happening is that your body's releasing DMT in mass quantities yeah. uh, when you die to make sure your brain's having a nice time. With have you dealing. smoked that? Nah, I've done Chango, which is like similar to that. I did. I smoked DMT once for my friend's support. What I mean, is, sorry, for the uh, naive amongst, what is DMT? Di- dimethyltryptyline, I think it's called. Isn't yeah. It? It's the chemical that your body releases when you die. Yeah. And it literally, I think, is that's why they get so many visions where you flash, eyes flash for your life, your life flash for your eyes, sorry. And you get all them weird sensations and feelings. And you might see a tunnel, you might see God, you might see all types of spun out shit when you're Ozzy Osbourne on the fucking operating table getting pumped with like, all types of injections into your heart. Um, but the thing is, is that um, I think that's all probably DMT. How long does time exist when you're a dream? It's almost infinite. So that could possibly be your afterlife where you just get your brain mm. just goes, I'm going to, like I don't know, like you see all them black mirrors and stuff where they're like, this guy exists in an infinite amount of time that only lasts for 30 seconds because mentally your brain can do all types of gymnastics. So maybe that is the afterlife is that if mm. as you die, your brain just goes, oh, I'm just going to have a nice fun time in DMT world. You basically um, get really high the moment you die. Yeah. It's just something to look forward to. It is, is it the moment you die to. or the moment before you die? I think it's just I after, it's, As it happens, yeah. your body can tell and it releases that chemical maybe in mm. your brain and then that's probably what makes people spin out and see weird stuff if they get revived from that state. I have never heard of that. And it's yeah. really weird. And the weird thing about smoking DMT is that there's most people have the same experience where yeah. they go through, they say, call it breaking through and they basically go to another world. Dimension. In, in their head. And, a lot of people meet these things that people call the machine elves, which are these like entities. Who and they give all you look like, the same. They all look the same. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, I fucking met them. And they say, they often say, we're not ready for you yet. Yeah, go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But they'll teach you shit. They'll go like, do you want to know how how plant works? And you say, yeah. And they'll go, right, I'll show you how plant works, exactly how it works. It's very, very weird. It's like you're almost meeting your own ego or your own, you're meeting yourself or you're meeting an interdimensional being or something. I don't know. I've, I've spent a bit of time on Reddit reading this because I had yeah. a go at it. And yeah, it was very weird. Very weird. Apparently, people, all, a lot of people see the same type of face. They see literally one face or there's a similar, there's a, people have done drawings of it and all types of re- representations. And it's just literally this same face that nearly everyone sees when they do it. So I think mm. essentially in terms of afterlife. That's God. Yeah, well, it's some guy or it's some, I don't even know if it's male or, or what, female or whatever, but. It's just a face that everyone recognizes as the DMT face. And I think, like, I haven't really even thought about religion in any kind of meaningful way since, like, I was a teenager or whatever. But, like, I think um, I respect everyone who does believe in that. But but I think, personally, like, it would seem a bit outlandish that there Mm. would be some kind of place you just go and visit and chill for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. um, in terms of an afterlife. But I do think, definitely, what we think of as the afterlife is probably a manifestation of stuff like DMT releasing in your brain and that happening in... Being mm. maybe trapped in an infinite DMT world. Should we do an episode of this where well, we're both <laughs> on DMT? Yeah. Well, then we'd be able to talk. But we wouldn't be able to, to talk. To be honest, yeah. I, when I did it, you have to you have to do a lot of it to break through. And I got too scared, and I was like, I was like, it start things started going really weird. It felt like a heavy mushroom trip. It's a long story, but I got a bit scared and was like, oh, I don't want to break through. And I, I, I sat back and stopped. Um, but my friend, he's now he's changed his name to Ganesh. Ganesh the Awesome, because he's been doing it so much. <laughs> he's a listener of the podcast, actually. I, lo- I love you, mate. But I'm going to get him on. We'll get him on to talk about it, because he has been 
to the other side of the universe <laughs> yeah. and back. Yeah. Yeah. And, you got, and you got a new name. A new yeah, yeah. You got a new personality and name Definitely. out there. Um, okay, so you haven't given a lot of thought to your actual funeral, but I think what you're saying, talking about wanting to know who's sad, who's not, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, that is kind of what I have in my head about what my funeral is all about. So can yeah. you, uh, could you, what in your head, what do you think your funeral would look like? What kind of venue would it be? <sighs> would you leave? I mean, I think it's important to ask would you leave behind instructions for your funeral? Well, I'd like to think that I'm just going to die in some kind of tragic, explosive way that would le- that would mean that I just wouldn't be able to leave any kind of instructions. So I'm hoping that I die in some kind of, not horrific, but sudden and... Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Um, when you're and- still young. Well, maybe. I was thinking, in terms of my death, I was thinking I wouldn't actually really like to live beyond like 50. Because I quite, I mean, I know it's obviously when you get to 50, you're like, actually, no, I still want to be alive. But mm. right now, as a 33 year old, <laughs> which gives me what, uh, 17 years, I don't want to live past that. I, I guess obviously you'll just find other reasons for living. But I feel like the whole world is basically ending and um, living beyond that point is just going to be e- even more turbo bleak. But in terms of my actual funeral, what it would look like, I haven't really thought about it. I mean, uh, I, I I went to this place uh, in India called Varanasi, and it's basically the place where they like burn bodies as like a it's a religious thing, and it's a holy place where you have to be in this place within four, forty eight hours or twenty four hours. I can't mm. remember mm-hmm. to get your body burnt in this um, very holy place, and then that basically releases you. And I don't think I'd obviously want to go to Varanasi. I think that's for people that are obviously in that religion. But I would love to. Could do be that set in fire, yeah. Do that just in my back garden, just yeah. a massive bonfire night, and then just set fire to me. Um, everyone around my body, it stinks probably because of all the weird shit I've been eating and doing. Um, <laughs> and everyone's just weeping. Everyone's yeah. just weeping over my rotting, flaming corpse. Are there any uh, eulogies? Uh, people giving, uh, people talking about their memories of you? I don't. It's a weird thing as well because I, I mean, I, I've I've been to two weddings in my life. Or that I can remember. You um, funeral. Uh, yeah, I've been to my nan's funeral, um, but again, I was quite young and I couldn't really remember it or emotionally connect with it in a way I think that adults properly do. I think yeah. when you're a child, you still think of it as like a distant or kind of a surreal or unreal or uh, type of experience. But when you're an adult, you connect with it properly. I remember that was like one of the first times I'd seen my mum crying, and uh, that was quite emotional just seeing her cry because mm. Uh, mm. she she was and her, and my aunt and all that stuff and it was obviously a powerful thing and i think that's that's what happens when um you are old enough to uh, to realize what their life means and and to and to really like connect with it on that level but obviously for for me yeah i just want everyone crying around my flaming corpse i think that would be the best way may i make a suggestion yeah for this flaming corpse idea what if we stuffed your corpse with fireworks? Well, yeah, and so other people <laughs> might when, when die. It burns, when, you, when you start breaking through the core of your body, so yeah. there starts to be some explosions. In my intestines. Yeah. yeah. Like. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So it'd be like a candy, popping candy type yeah. experience. Oh, yeah, I quite like, yeah, well, anything that makes it exciting, people go away and say, you know what, that was a great last bit of content. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> one last, arc, one last article for Vice. Yeah. Make sure you pay the, send a 200 quid invoice that gets paid You're 30 days You're our first later. guest to describe <laughs> their potential funeral as content. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag content. Hey, that's what I'm all about, baby. In life and death. But they'll be crying, but you don't think uh, doing little... I think I think if you're having the, your body as popping candy, oh. it might be nice for people to give memories no, of you. No, sorry, I forgot, about the, I forgot about the fucking eulogy. The reason why I mentioned my weddings is the weddings is because I did the best man speech at my best mate's wedding, and it was quite scary, but it was also quite funny, and it was also quite a weird experience to do that for the first time where I'm retrospectively, I guess, looking at a human that I still actively know and love and mm. uh, is my best mate. And it was a kind of weird thing where it's like you know, what if he had died or what if that I had to look back at his life, what would I pick out and all that stuff. And then um, obviously you just pick out, for me, I just pick out the good times, you know, all the times we've had a laugh, all the funny shit he's done. He's a very funny dude, very charming. Um, and, you know, that was just my memories of him just being funny and charming. And I think that's why that was a weird thing because I, as I said, I've never really been to many funerals or or, or, um, or weddings of any kind of, I guess, human eulogizing mm. moments traditional mm. eulogy, mm. human eulogizing moments so that for me was a time where i was like oh shit that's actually probably what that would feel like or would look like so i guess someone like him my mate max hi max if you're listening to this hi max he'd hey, be max. uh he'd be doing it he'd do something fucking funny um and probably remember all the, the times that i was being a twat and everyone would laugh and that would be good um would you want him to hold back like anything from your mum or or do you want the honest honest time uh, I think everyone kind of knows what I'm like that's the thing like I'm uh, I'm pretty open about everything I mean yeah. I'm not really I don't really hide anything from anyone I think that's almost to the, to the well it pisses my girlfriend off a lot yeah. <laughs> but you're an oversharer yeah well I just I'm always saying shit I mean I can't fucking shut up I'm just fucking annoying basically it's a good thing sometimes when people want to hear some background TV noise they just listen to my voice as it just goes on and on and on and on and so on and on and on 
So Tom Usher, who will be the ushers <laughs> at your funeral? Oh, hey! <laughs> we yes! got one. We got one. Yes! <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do they do? Do they have ushers at funerals? No, no they, don't. they don't. But do you mean like the people carrying the coffin? No, that's the uh, that's what? the pallbearers. No, ushers are people. Uh, what's an usher at a it wedding? Shows you to your seat. To, yeah, maybe you need someone to show you to your seat. If, no, at a funeral, you just sort of waddle in, don't you? <sighs> yeah, you just kind of waddle in as looking as sad yeah, as possible. Right, yeah, that was a bad joke. So. I still, no, it's a good joke. I still want to, um, <laughs> I just want to go quickly back to the uh, best man speech and ask how it went down for Max's. He had a really cool wedding in his uh, garden. His dad, like, collects tanks um, and used to be in the paratroopers <laughs> and stuff. Normal. He's just, he's a fucking character. You should, um, He's got a podcast called Amazing War Stories, I think it's Bruce Compton. Oh, that sounds cool. He's like a real I'm a, fucking I'm addicted to like war documentaries. Mate, check his shit out. It's really fucking he's just a character. Like he I mean, just knowing him growing up, he's kinda like a father figure to me. Uh, he's just a fucking mad character, but he's uh, Let's get him on here. Yeah. He's he's a really funny dude, and he basically has all these tanks in his back garden, and he sells them to like rich people and stuff like that. If he's a paratrooper. He's probably seen death. I would have thought. I mean, he's literally yeah. He's he's seen some things, and so we was all in the back garden. And he's got loads of fucking. Uh, interesting characters uh, there, um, and yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking because I never done anything like that before. But it was um, it was funny. I was just taking the piss basically. That's kind of what I do. And then you, everyone... trod, you trod the line well. Do yeah, you think? I think uh, the, the bride uh... didn't look at you like. <laughs> I think what it was is that obviously I'm really close with uh, Max's family, but I didn't know uh, Jen's family, which is the bride. So mm. I didn't I didn't know them that well. But I've met the I haven't met the mum and dad, so I don't just want to be talking about all types of weird mm. stuff that we're getting up to uh, when we're younger with them. But yeah, so it was good. But uh, basically, if something like that could happen where everyone was just laughing by the end of it, I think that's the kind of positive that's thing it, I want yeah. from a funeral. Mm. Sam, have you ever done um, best man speech? I've been a best man twice actually. How wow, did it, how did it go? Yeah. How are your speeches going? How are you two? Well, Best one of them is my brother. So such a lovely uh, bloke. One yeah. my brother. <laughs> um, so that, you know, that that's a given. But my other one was like, yeah, my best mate from childhood. And even though I spent years in bands and stuff like that performing, I was shitting myself for it. Cause it cause it's, it's a different thing, though. It's not yeah, like yeah. A, it's not a performance. It's, it's quite like emotional because yeah. it's like you are like this. This guy's like one of my best mates. So yeah. it's like you know. We have so many memories together. So and you like, can only do it once, though. Do you know what I mean? It's not a thing mm. where it's like, oh, if I fuck this up, then I'll just get the other best man. No, no, just like, you, mm. it, I think, it's I think, fuck. debatably, arguably, it's the biggest chance to fuck something yeah, up. 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I did a, well, I did. I did a little sort of chat, but then I did, I wrote a new version of, you know, the Phil Collins song, uh, in the air tonight. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Groovy wrote, kind of love. Groovy kind of love. I wrote a new version of that with their names in it and their their like lives oh. in it. But and I, and I played it. I, I I whipped out a little ukulele and did it on it. Um. But yeah. So I, I was just showing I bet off. You were, yeah. I bet you were putty in the bridesmaid's <laughs> hands. Um. That's, that's the whole point of it. Of course it is. Well, uh, thanks for making it all about you. Yeah. No, no. I asked the question, and the reason I asked the question is because no, I no, want to tell you. No, no. If they did a wedding, she'd be going. Well, thanks for making it all about you. Okay. Guys, I'm just going to my thunder <laughs> well obviously the reason i asked that question is because i've done one best man speech oh yeah and i came out of it quite well because i uh learnt the entire speech oh really? and i was actually a joint best man and the guy i did it with hadn't learnt his so i was reading it so automatically i looked a bit better oh yeah and then because i think it just i think learning it just makes you feel like it uh, makes the audience feel like it's more from the heart somehow yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah well yeah. it shows you, you care it shows you prepared it's like barack the, obama versus like trump yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean like, well I appreciate, a, I appreciate that guys no, I, I, think both, <laughs> I, I think they're both cunts but obama's really good at talking yeah you know what I mean? uh so the other guy didn't learn it and then also he had 
definitely Googled for some jokes, like some of those classic oh, man. Best, best Man, man speech jokes. jokes. So uh, yeah. his was good. His was good, but a little bit more um, from yeah, the you internet. You can't follow those ones. To be fair, I literally, I remember doing my speech when I was just getting on it with a load of my mates. And I was like, oh, listen to these jokes, man. They're fucking, oh, I've been, they're sick. They're going to be so sick. It was. I had about tw 20 minutes of solid, what I thought were good, solid, touching the line, but still not going over it jokes. And then all my mates were like, mate, you got to fucking get rid of all of that shit. You literally can't <laughs> say any fucking one of those jokes. They will fucking slaughter you. I had to rewrite the whole thing with like a week out because I was so sure my very shit jokes were going to go down. Fair play to you for getting feedback though, to be honest. Oh, well, yeah. One, one of my mates, um, he was the best man at one of our other mates' wedding and the wife-to-be came over to him before he'd written a speech and was like, uh, you're not going to mention any of that stuff when he was in his drug period, <laughs> and he was like, "Still, somebody does you mean drugs his life? all the time." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you mean?" Like, <laughs> fucking. Hell. I mean, you, there are, you, you have to please the guests. You have to please yeah. grandma. You can't upset grandma. It's no. not just yeah. for, it's not just for him though. It's for the whole family. Yeah, yeah. It's for the whole people. It's there. Gotta be family friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it does. Um, we've talked a lot about weddings. So, so we need to start <laughs> it's your new, wedding. We need to start Sorry. a new one. Uh, let's get on to the very important subject of your potential wake at your funeral. Tom, what kind of uh, what kind of after party would you like? What it is, I think, obviously, with death or with your death, you would still like to think in this world as you're alive that it would be about you, when really it's not about you. It's just about everyone else helping to get over you, or mm. is in some way and um, them acknowledging. It's them processing you dying in some way or another. Um, by so getting by getting leathered. Well, yeah, that's and I think the best way. The probably maybe if it was unhealthy or not, I'm not sure. But um, the only way I've ever dealt with any kind of trauma in my whole life is by getting absolutely off my face. Mm. And I would really appreciate it if everyone did that when I died. <laughs> so let's imagine then there's a for there's about a two buffet, weeks. There's a buffet of drugs. <laughs> yeah. At your at your at your way. Yeah, what yeah, what yeah. drugs would you have on there? Well, for the guests? I wouldn't want. I don't know. It's tough because you're gonna have to leave some money for this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want. I don't want any. I don't want any coke. Because I, I, unless okay, it's got to be <laughs> people. People will talk about you a lot if you leave a well, load of coke. That's what I'm saying. I don't want people to fucking be having chats about cry, that shit. I, that, I don't, exactly, because coke's one of them ones where everyone just becomes a talking robot, and I don't want you just to talk about mechanically. I want you to talk about you emotionally. No, I, just, I want everyone talk on about pills. Themselves. I want everyone on pills. I want everyone on the yeah. hardest, strongest pills they got. So they all essentially are in a massive puddle of emotions in Perfect. a smoking area. There's not actual. There's not even having a rave. We're just having one giant smoking area. Where where is this? What is the venue? Uh, maybe just outside Fabric, at, <laughs> in the winter, and so it's just the smoking area of Fabric. That's where you're being burnt as well. Yeah. The, the wake. Sorry. And you're allowed to be in. You're allowed to be in the rave for ten minutes at a time only to listen to drum bass and get sweat up before you come outside into the smoking area, <laughs> where you have to then have a long discussion about me on pingers and in the most mm. emotional way or memory you have of me. And I think that is the only way. That I'd really like to be commemorated. I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, guaranteed tears. Uh, exactly. That's well. They probably won't be crying, but I want there some to cuddles. be. be I some want cuddles. there to be cuddles. I want there to be hair stroking. I want people to be stroking people's knees for some reason. Mm. I want all types of fucking. Look, ironically, stuff. I've only been to Fabric once and only for an hour, and I did cry. There so you I go. can see it totally happening. But the low boss brought you to and, tears. And it wasn't even on pills. It was just that I'd had a bad year. It was yeah. my birthday, oh, and I cried mate. in there. But I live near Fabric, and once it goes back open, I think we should recreate oh, your mate. funeral I'm there. I'm getting in there, out. mate. I I'm going to go to all the clubs that I've pretended that I couldn't go for some vague reason, and I'm going to go to them 
and I'm not gonna I'm not I'm gonna ignore the vague reasons I'm justifying not going and I'm just gonna go because my housemate's a manager of Corsica Studios and I've seen all the stuff he's gone through this year in terms of the clubs. It's been a fucking nightmare to mm. keep even them like not folding. And I think obviously we do, I think we like to live in London and say, hey, I live in London. That's cool because there's mm. things going on that are cool. Yeah. When really it's like, get in the fucking, get in them. Get yeah. in them now because that's the only way they're going to stay awake, obviously stay alive rather. But like, I feel like, I don't know. We take it for I took it for granted, basically. I've been mm. I've been just sitting in my house too much, too long, and I feel like I need to actually get out there and really support the things. Don't yeah. I? When when COVID is over, we're oh, gonna have yeah. an it's your funeral club night where we <laughs> all go out. We all yeah, go out it. and have a good night. Take um, loads of pills and die. Tom, just a couple more questions before we uh, finish this brilliant episode. What do you want written on your gravestone? Um. Well, I guess if I'm on fire and uh, fireworks coming up my ass, then I don't know if I'm going to have a gravestone. But I don't know, gravestones are a weird one as well, where it's like, I don't know what to have on there. I don't want people, I don't want, I don't. I just don't think there's any one phrase that could really sum me up as a person, you but know? Imagine, <laughs> just imagine hypothetically God. that for uh, this podcast, oh, we put the thing that you write in your gravestone in the title of the podcast. Oh, right, So yeah. feel, free to come up, <laughs> feel free to come up with something based on that. Tom uh, Usher, Tom Usher was here. Thomas, Arsenal fan, was here. <laughs> I enjoy Arsenal more do, now uh, that I'm dead than I did when yeah, I was alive. Probably. Tom uh, is on, on very good on Twitter, if uh, anyone's a Twitter f uh, user. And you do a, a thing every week. You do a big uh, Friday cheers, don't you? And yeah. you get a lot of people involved. You know, how so does that work? I haven't seen that. Well, basically, it's like a lockdown thing. I don't even know how it started or what happened or what. I don't know. I've been, obviously, that whole fucking lockdown it thing. It fills me with joy to see it. It's nice. I think people seem to like it. I didn't know why people responded. I just started doing it because, obviously... How do I get involved? What do I do? You just fucking take a selfie and p post a selfie of you with, with a drink. drink. And with say drink. cheers. And everyone cheers. does a big cheers. I love it. A big it's cheers. so nice. It's a weird... Because, obviously, you know, in the fucking lockdown, no one could go to the pub. You can't see your mates. You can't do anything. So everyone just does it on... I love online. it. I love it. It's simple, but, you know, it... it works for some weird You're reason the founder people of the friday cheers you, you should have that on your grave yeah yeah there you go founder of the friday cheers and what uh, what is your um twitter handle so people can get involved? uh it's at tom underscore usher underscore brilliant final question tom how do you want to be remembered i don't know uh i, I guess i just want to be remembered as someone who just made everyone try to make everyone as happy as possible nice yeah like uh, you do I, come across as a really positive guy well yeah i don't i uh, i like making people happy and that's what i've always tried to do all my life basically everyone in my family and friends and um everyone that i know and i just want to make people happy and i uh want them to be happy oh that's Very nice <laughs> uh, tom i've really enjoyed that episode um Thanks, is there tom. anything Thanks, you'd guys. like to plug uh, you said your twitter handle what's your instagram handle and also uh, what are you up to at the moment that our audience can maybe see uh basically i'm not really doing much at the moment i'm just kind of doing corporate stuff just to get some money but i'm going to be starting a new youtube channel soon called uh, Usher Eats or Tommy Big Dinners I haven't decided on the name but basically I've got a couple <laughs> of things already lined in the line in the line in the pipeline for um for stuff so yeah look out for that when it comes out and just add me on Twitter join in Friday cheers yeah. feel free just to say hi whenever brilliant uh, guys please do follow us on Instagram at pod it's your funeral also subscribe to us uh, drop us a comment and a rating in Apple Podcasts and uh, as we said at the beginning do send us any of your funny funeral stories email address is pod it's your funeral at gmail.com also follow at Bomb Cruise on Instagram have a listen to my other podcast Almost Famous but we'll be back next time with another episode of It's Your Funeral thanks so much Tom goodbye bye Good goodbye a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.